This episode of No Bad Food is brought to you in part by Whiskey Lane. Are you a producer of artisan food or drinks looking to get your name out there? Look no further. Whiskey Lane's team of social media, branding, and marketing experts is here to help. They'll take care of all that stuff for you so that you can focus on doing what you do best, making awesome products for your customers. Here at No Bad Food, we know that buying locally made products goes a long way toward making our world more sustainable, and that's why we're proud to be sponsored by Whiskey Lane. So, what are you waiting for? Grab your nearest artisan cheese or homebrewed IPA and run to whiskeylane.ca to find out more. And remember, that's whiskey the Canadian way. Without any. You understand. It just takes a little time. It takes a little time. It takes a little time with me. I hope you don't mind. We'll take it slow this time. Hi, I'm Tom Zalatni, and you're listening to the No Bad Food Podcast. If you're new here, welcome. This is a show about great food and the people who love to make and eat it. Our mandate is simple, to explore, taste, and learn about food in ways that celebrate all the things that make it great. Every week, we dig into a different dish, meal, ingredient, cuisine, or piece of food media, exploring the history and culture around it, sharing favorite recipes, and learning from our wonderful guests. The only rule? You gotta love it. After all, there's no such thing as bad food. You know how sometimes in life you have those weeks that feel like the perfect storm where everything just piles up all at once? I'm having one of those weeks as we speak. I'm in midterms, I had busy shifts at the butcher, Toby has a cold, and now of course I also have a cold, and with all of that hitting all at once, my original episode plan for this week was cancelled, and then both of my backup plans for this week were also cancelled. So here, at the last possible minute, with the sounds of rain outside the studio window, and the inevitable noises of the rest of my family simply existing in the rest of the house, is my final backup plan, a Q&A episode. This week, I'll be answering four questions submitted by past guests of the show. If you want to ask questions for these Q&A episodes and haven't been a guest on the show before, the other way to do that is by leaving a question in a review on Apple Podcasts. It takes like two minutes max, and it goes a long way toward helping the show become more visible so that more people can listen to it. I guess that means it's more audible. For every new rating and review we get during the month of November, we'll be donating $2 to The Depot, our local food bank here in Montreal. They can turn every $1 they get in donations into $3 worth of food for a family in need, which means that not only do you get to ask a question for a future Q&A episode, you also get to donate $6 worth of food to people who need it. You can learn all about what The Depot is doing at the link in the description of this episode. Now, before we dive in, I do want to take a minute to acknowledge that the studio where I'm recording is situated within the traditional and unsurrendered territories of the Ganyangahaga First Nations. As settlers, it's important that we remember when the lands we occupy are not our own, and that we engage in conversations that challenge the colonial mindset. I want to encourage you to take some time today and every day to reflect on your relationship with the land you live on and with the indigenous communities of that area. All right, my first question comes from Joshua Vandenberg, a professional cheese grater and competition judge in Wisconsin. If you don't know, Wisconsin is the dairy capital of America, which maybe makes it the dairy capital of the world. I'm not really sure what the statistics are on that. Either way, Wisconsin is a place where there is a hell of a lot of cheese. And who better to talk about Wisconsin's cheese than Joshua Vandenberg, a literal expert. He was my guest on episode four, where he told me all about the cool work he does as a cheese expert, including the stuff that goes into testing cheeses as it's being produced, and also the stuff that goes into judging cheeses at a competition. Here's his question now. 
what's your your favorite cheese and what's your favorite way to have it? All right, my favorite cheese, and this is maybe like a pretty standard answer, but I actually just really love a good aged cheddar. I usually go for something that's been labeled as, you know, extra old or very old or super aged, like whatever, however they choose to label it on the package. I want the cheddar that is oldest that I can find when I'm at the store at any given time. So even if it's just like the grocery store brand cheese, that's totally fine and adequate. I'm going to go for the very old cheddar. If it's, you know, a fancier brand and they have like two year aged, three year aged, 10 year aged, I'm going for the 10 year aged. For me, the thing that I like most about cheese is when it is kind of got that extra salt factor to it and like a little bit of crunch almost. Um, And you get more of that with an aged cheese than you do with anything else. Um, So yeah, for me, an aged cheddar is like the perfect thing. Um, I like to put it in mac and cheese. I like to put it on toast every morning for breakfast. Uh, it, it, It melts just right for me and has that kind of salty note to it that I really, really love. My second question comes from Rhiannon Jenkins, an improviser and death doula in the UK. Rhiannon was my guest on episode 6, where we talked about the importance of language and representation for queer folks in pop culture as part of our LGBTQ series over the summer, where we talked about, you know, queerness and barbecue. Here's Rhiannon's question now. What is the absolute worst thing that you've ever had grilled? Something that you were like, oh, this is going to be great, and it just turned out terrible. Okay, so one of the first things that I tried doing when I finally got a charcoal grill, after I had done, you know, like burgers and hot dogs and chicken, you know, all the kind of standards, was uh, I had seen on this TV show, a guy took a watermelon and smoked it so that it would look like a ham. And I was like, that's hilarious. I've got to try that. That can't be good, right? But I thought it would maybe be good. I, I, you know, on the show, it looked fine. And they said that it tasted good. And I was like, okay, cool. There's got to be, you know, something to this. And uh, I tried doing the smoked watermelon thing. And it was super fucking disgusting. Um, I realized by now, I, I don't know when I realized this, but at some point something clicked for me. And I realized that to smoke things well, uh, you actually don't want them right over the smoke. <laughs> believe it or not you just want them in the same kind of space as the smoke so what you really want to do is have you know the fire with the smoke happening on one side of the grill and the thing you're smoking on the opposite side of the grill and just some kind of ventilation happening that draws the smoke past it so that it kind of gets like a like a LaCroix level of infusion of smoke as opposed to being full-on bombarded by smoke so maybe the smoked watermelon is delicious if you smoke it properly but what i did instead was put it right on top of a bunch of you know smoking wood and uh lit it on fire and that was not good <laughs> it was really really gross all right before we get to the next question we're going to take a quick trip over to the mid-roll Hey, hey, welcome to the mid-roll. If you're enjoying the show so far, make sure to hit subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on so that you never miss a new episode. While you're at it, consider leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or sharing this episode with a friend. For every new rating and review we get during the month of November, we'll be donating $2 to The Depot, our local food bank here in NDG. They can turn every $1 into $3 worth of food for a family in need, so by doing the simple, free act of leaving a rating and review of this show, you're functionally donating $6 worth of food to people who really, really need it. There's literally no other way to turn zero into six, so so if that math is exciting for you, go do it. You can read all about what The Depot is doing at the link in the description of this episode. I will remind you that both of the regular co-hosts of this show, that is myself and my partner Tefer Ajemian, use they-them pronouns pretty exclusively, so if you are leaving a rating and review of the show, make sure to keep that in mind and don't misgender the hosts, because uh, kind of sucks to get misgendered in reviews of your own podcast. Just, just a thought. 
Last but not least, if you haven't had a chance yet to listen to last week's episode where Teffer and I talked about pumpkins in the spirit of Halloween, it's really not too late for Halloween content, given that Halloween was yesterday at the time of this episode's release. So do yourself a favor and go cue that up to listen to when you finish with this one. It's really fun. Uh, I share the story of the origin of jack-o'-lanterns. We talk a lot about the history of pumpkins and the sort of... uh, food classification of pumpkins. We talk a lot about the phenomenon of the pumpkin spice latte and how it kind of sucks to be mean to things that teenage girls like just because teenage girls like them. It's a really great episode. I think you will really, really enjoy it. And I think you should go download that so that you can listen to it when you finish with this one. All right, that's enough for the mid-roll. Let's get back to the show. All right, Toby is joining me for this next question because he was being really loud and sad. The That's right. The Guy Fieri Funko Pop is eating a hamburger. Uh, I thought it would be better to have Toby in here making cute sounds than having him right outside the studio door crying really, really loud. So, our next question comes from Tess Hazel. Tess is one of the co-hosts of the Left Trigger Right Trigger podcast, a video game book club podcast that I very much like. Bad Guy Fieri. <laughs> He's not a bad guy. He's a nice guy. No. Guy Fieri's a bad guy? Okay, you heard it here first, folks. Um, Tess was my guest on episode 14, where we talked about everyone's favorite Monday morning munchies, the lasagna. Here's Tess's question now. Uh, What's your opinion on empanadas? Uh, And then also, why are empanadas so fucking good? What's your your ideal empanada? Okay, yeah, Tess, I completely agree. Empanadas are wonderful. Uh, I love them a whole lot. For people who are listening who might not know what an empanada is, according to Wikipedia, the name empanada comes from the Galician verb empanar, which translates as inbreded. Uh, An empanada is any kind of baked or fried turnover from a primarily Spanish-speaking part of the world. Um, They're usually beef. In my experience, it's usually like ground beef with other stuff stuffed into it. My favorite kind of empanada is one that has ground beef, olives, raisins, and hard-boiled egg. I hear the castle. Toby, are you at the castle? It Bad sounds like a... Bad Guy Fieri is at the castle. Bad Guy Fieri is at the castle? Okay. This is the kind of week we're having. Anyway, uh, I know that that sounds like maybe a weird flavor combination, but it's actually super delicious. If you've never had an empanada before, do it. What do you want to do? You want to say something? Hey, Toby, who's our final question for this episode from? Anna Olson. That's right. Our last question for this episode comes from Anna Olson, celebrity chef, baker, cookbook writer, Food Network personality, and Canadian culinary icon. Anna was my guest on episode 10, where she shared some tips and tricks for making the perfect butter tarts. Let's hear Anna's question now. So this is a two-part question. I'd love for you to tell me what was your favorite dessert when you were 10 years old? And what is your favorite dessert now? Is it the same thing? Toby, do you like butter tarts? Yes, and now I like castles too. (laughs) Great, you've grown as a person. Um, Anna, (laughs) my favorite dessert when I was 10 was probably... Nanaimo bars. Uh, I grew up in Vancouver, and although we had moved to Montreal by the time I was six, I still ate a lot of Nanaimo bars in my childhood because my mom made really good ones, and I think my mom kind of missed the West Coast, so she would make them every once in a while as a kind of reminder. My favorite dessert right now is the haagen chocolate peanut butter ice cream. I really like anything that does a good job of combining sweet and salty. Other kind of runner-ups are also anything with salted caramel for similar reasons, uh, although I haven't found an ice cream with salted caramel that I like all that much. The rocket ship. Yeah, and the rocket ship. That's right, Toby. What's your favorite dessert? Um, a big chocolate. <laughs> your favorite dessert is a big chocolate? Yes. Cool. Is that what you want for your birthday? Some big chocolate? Yes. Okay. Hey, Toby, is it your birthday? Yes. 
That's eight. It's my birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday, Toby. How old are you now? I'm three years old. That's right. Happy third birthday, Toby. So thank you for bearing with me through the most chaotic recording I've had in a while. Uh, We will be back with regularly scheduled programming as of next week. Thank you so much for listening to this Q&A episode of No Bad Food. Do you want to join the conversation? Hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at NoBadFoodPod or at Tom Zalatni. If you like this episode and want to help me make the show even better, you can head to Patreon.com slash NoBadFoodPod to donate. For as little as a dollar a month... You can have the monkey. For as little as a dollar a month, you can have the monkey. No, for as little as a dollar a month, you'll be joining the ranks of fine folks like Patrick, Gabriel, Kendallin, Carlea, Thomas, George, Poppy, Killian. It's true. Sarah Angelica and Andrew, Laura, Chantal, and David, who also loves bananas. It's true. Our patrons get access to all kinds of awesome perks, including the ability to request topics for episodes of the show. (laughs) So if that's exciting for you, you can head to patreon.com slash nobadfoodpod to make it happen. You want the harmonica? I'll give you the harmonica in a minute, okay? I'm almost done. We also have merch. You can hit the merch link in the description to get all sorts of great stuff from our lovely friends over at Public. And of course, you can support us for free by leaving a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice and by sharing this episode with a friend. Our theme music is by Zach Ingalls, and our cover art is by David Flam. Thank you, Zach David. <laughs> Thank you, Zach and David. You can find links for both of them in the description of this episode. And last but not least, the show is produced and edited by me, Tom Zalatni, as part of the Upford Network. You can find out about all the great shows on our network at UpfordNetwork.com. You say bye-bye? Bye-bye. <laughs> do you want to do that without burping? you want to say bye-bye again? Bye-bye. Bye-bye. See you next week. See you next week. You understand. Just takes a little time, it takes a little time, it takes a little time with me. I hope you don't mind, we'll take it slow this time. I'm October Jones, and this is... Hi, I'm Fish with Legs. I'm a fish fish. with legs. I'm the elemental creature of water, and I'm here to tell you about my podcast called October Jones and Fish with Legs, starring me and my best friend, (laughs) October Jones. Nailed it. October and Fish is a fictional series that follows me and Fish with Legs as we try to stop an evil two-headed snake from releasing a terrible monster. And make friends, and go on adventures, and get captured a lot, and escape a lot, and encounter racism. And what? And learn very special lessons every third episode. I have not learned a single lesson. Yes, you did. We learned about being friends, and authoritarianism, and colonialism, and how to defeat a giant crab. Authoritarianism? They're in authority for a reason, Fish with Legs. If everyone followed the rules set in place by the human government, then there wouldn't be- for adults and kids. (laughs) New episodes on Mondays. You can find it wherever you find podcasts, and of course, on the Upford website. Okay, that's it. Bye! Hey there, I'm David. I'm Tess. I'm Giovanni. And I'm Greg. And we're Left Trigger, Right Trigger, your video game book club. Each episode, we pick a topic, and each of us brings a video game that we think best fits that topic. Tune into the show to find out how Super Mario Land is all about travel. Or how Bloodborne is a game about sacrifice. Or how SimCity 
is actually a conspiracy to mine data about human infrastructure. No, we have to stop with that. We're doing a promo. Please stop. Intrigued? A little scared? Us too. Make sure to catch us every other Tuesday on your favorite podcatcher app. See you there.